My name is Daisy, I'm your host, and it's a pleasure to be recording this today. If you're listening in for the first time, welcome to the family. If you're listening in again, thanks for coming back. It has been a significant amount of time since I was on the microphone, and I shall tell you why. This is also our last episode for the year, and I will tell you why. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Also, to begin with, you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. Speaking of Spotify, so if you're a Spotify user, you know, if you're not, you've probably seen it on social media, they do a yearly wrap-up, and they started doing one for podcasters this year, and I want to say thank you for our podcast listeners on SoundCloud, I mean, why I'm so confused, on Spotify, because... Wow, I didn't realize there was that many of you. <laughs> and you've been really active, considering I've not released an episode for a hot minute as well. Like, thanks for interacting and being consistent, uh, which is something I have not been. <laughs> so we have like 110 listeners. We've been on Spotify for not for that long. Um, of course, the most listeners are from Australia, then the States, then the UK, then Lithuania. I didn't even know there was a place called Lithuania. So thanks and shout out to the seven of you listening, or is it three of you? Have Israel, Germany, Italy, Poland, Finland, Sweden, Canada. Thanks, y'all. And Netherlands. Um, yeah, man, much respect for all of you. But also, Sankar listeners, I got y'all. Uh, Australia is, of course, at the top. And then my country, my country people, Kenya. Hey, did I just say Kenya? Kenya. Kenya is over there. Yeah. And then the States, the UK, Canada, Tanzania, Germany, Turkey, France, Grenada. Grenada. You know why I love Grenada? Because of Amanda Seals. Yeah. Spain, UAE. Wow, that's a lot of people from UAE. Egypt, Belgium, Netherlands, South Africa, Russia. Brav. Shout out to y'all. Brazil, Nigeria, Malaysia, Japan, Italy, Mexico, Qatar, Georgia, Singapore, Mauritius, Serbia, New Zealand, Ukraine, Ghana, Czech Republic, Denmark, Kuwait, Kyrgyzstan. I'm so sorry. My one fan in Kyrgyzstan, but I've definitely butchered the name of your country. I apologize. Indonesia, Afghanistan, Norway, Bangladesh. Thank you, everybody. Big, 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 big thank you. Um, really appreciate it. Like... You know, I started this podcast not too, like, it's been two years now, almost almost two years now, and I've grown. I was listening to some of my old episodes, and I was just, wow, palm on my face. I was like, why, why did I do that? Why did I do intros the way I did? But I was like, no, you grow. You live, you learn, and you become better. And I'm grateful for everyone who's, you know, come along the way, whether you started with me jumped in halfway listening to this for the first time it's been mad growth and now I'm better I'm better I'm back and I'm better <laughs> why did I talk like that I don't know if you're listening in for the first time trust me I'm cool just listen to the other episodes and you'll see also I just did my first live broadcast on Triple I yes not yesterday now two days ago technically it was yesterday because it was like 2, a, 2 to 6 a.m thursday morning and my two friends shout out to sophie ann and leanne who were in the studio with me because 2 to 6 a.m my guys that's four hours and it was so much fun i enjoyed it i played some tunes some new tunes that i'll tell you about soon and it was so much fun again first live broadcast so we're slowly moving into radio you know and you can hear me there my radio voice is very different trust um, and maybe I should introduce my radio voice here. But I always come here with so much excitement, so it's a bit different. Also, when you do a show at 2 a.m., you don't want to be very bubbly and like, ah, because, you know, it's 2 a.m. People want to chill. Anyway, so let's get into things. The last episode that I did was about Assimilate. Mad shout out to all of you who turned up, who shared, who promoted, who just made the show happen, really. I am very grateful for each one of you and it was such a success that I won an award for it thank you very much I won a signal young creatives award uh yeah like the name suggests young creative award for being the producer of the show and that actually that award got me a residency at signal 
which is in Melbourne, in case you didn't know where we're at. And yeah, I'll be working there to develop work throughout next year. And I'm pretty excited for that. Like, I have an artist residency. That's so cool. Like, these are things I just used to hear other people talk about. And now it's happening to me. So I'm super, super humbled to have been the receiver for that and also for Assimilate to be the work to give me that award. If you don't know what Assimilate is or what it's about, just listen to the previous episode that is titled Assimilate, which, by the way, turns out is the second most popular episode on Spotify. Thanks, y'all, again. Yeah, so Assimilate finished in August, in September, sorry. And like any other human being who's an artist and is working very hard, I was very tired. I was producing the show, I was directing, I was performing in it. So for three days. And then, you know, when you're producing something, the work doesn't end after the show's finished. It's still after after show things that you need to do. So I was chasing up a little bit on that. And then literally the month in November, which was last month, I had a show for Melbourne Music Week, which is a big music festival in Australia, in Melbourne specifically, but it's one week of like music shows. And this year they had 300 acts. It was their 10th year anniversary as well. So it was pretty huge. And I produced and curated for them one show that was at the TOF in collaboration with Alia Records. And we had a pretty amazing lineup. It was so good. We'll get into that in a minute. But just to preface, this is why I was tired. I finished working, had to go back to my actual job. And then I was drained and I was still producing for Marvel Music Week, trying to catch up on that. It wasn't, honestly, it wasn't like, it was less physical drain and more mental. Like, I just needed to catch a break. So I didn't go for any shows or nothing. It was like I disappeared off the face of the earth. That's a big lie. Did not do that, but I did not go for shows as much. Until, up until, I want to say the week before Marvel Music Week, or maybe two weeks before that, is when I went for my first gig. Um, yeah, you know, no one. there's a manual to these things. Melbourne Fringe Festival, which is where we did Assimilate, is a pretty big festival as well. So, yeah, and then, you know, everyone's trying to catch up after the show. Some people want to talk about the show, which is awesome, and I did that with a few people. Uh, sometimes it gets a bit draining. There's some people I'm still yet to catch up with now. We're in December. We're still trying to find a good time to meet because when one person's free, the other one is busy. Life. Life happens. Things happen. So, yeah, Assimilate was definitely... Well, it was the one show that solidified for me my artistic practice. You know, and I don't know if this is the same for everybody else, but I felt like I did know my space in the creative sphere, specifically in Melbourne. Like, I did Kaya, which was my first ever show that I produced, and I was really happy with that show. And that was the beginning of my my finding, my creative practice. And I'd say Assimilate was maybe a development of what Kaya was in terms of creatively. Uh, the, the narrative was very different. And I felt really confident with Assimilate, like as an artist, as a producer. It was just great. You know, when you labor so much for something and then you give birth to this thing and it's like, someone was like, oh my God, Assimilate is your little baby. I was like, I don't think it's a little baby anymore. It's a child. I am raising a child. <laughs> I am raising a child, lol. But yeah, Assimilate was a really defining moment for me as an artist. And it reflects now because of the opportunities that I'm getting because of putting out that work. But also the narrative itself about assimilation, I think was really, was much necessary, especially amongst um, immigrant folks in Australia. And, you know, at the end of the show, we had like an open, it wasn't an open forum, but that's what it turned out to be. And the last day I was, whoa, I was fascinated by how much stuff was shared. People felt comfortable to talk about a lot of things it was like a I don't know it was it was like a dream to be quite frank with you and just seeing that I created a space like that together with my performers was ridiculously amazing and I'm glad that the narrative continues and people keep talking about it and now they're thinking about assimilation actively and they're using that in their different practices because also my way of practice is not necessarily one thing, it's, it's like an amalgamation of different stuff. 
So a simulator was definitely a highlight for me. It was also a really defining moment with my family. Like, I do a bunch of different things because why not if you can? And sometimes my family has no idea what I'm doing. Absolutely not. Because one time I'm like, oh, no, I have a gig. And they're like, so what gig? I'm like, oh, I'm producing that one. But the other one, I'm engineering for it. And the other one, I'm just like curating. They're like, what? So what are you doing now? <laughs> yeah, so uh, what was I even saying? Oh, amalgamation of, of, of work. So it was good also to put different elements together. And storytelling is really always the bottom line or the the driving force of most of my work if not all of it so I'm super grateful that I was able to do that including this podcast this is a story I'm telling you stories um yeah so I did assimilate finished won this award and I was like what got the residency at Signal met them they're such beautiful people it's such a lovely space if you're between 13 and 25 in Melbourne you should definitely check out Signal and their website so many opportunities as well, people keep asking me, where do we get opportunities from? Creative Victoria website, my friends. That's where I got literally all the opportunities I got this year. I'm like, not all of them. Some of them, they reach out to me. But most of the ones that I sought myself were there. And then those those opened doors for a lot of other things. That's how I got my fringe. Um, that's why I saw the Melbourne Fringe grants. And that's where I actually won the grant for Melbourne Music Week. And managed to curate for them let's talk about that curated um live music safari the tough featuring alia records from melbourne music week and we had philly headlining philly just retired which is pretty sad but also understandably why and he's such an amazing performer if you don't know who philly is just looking up p-h-i-l-l-y indigenous artist based in melbourne amazing tracks uh soju gang solly solly killed it yo like soju i love soju because she dances with her audience like this time she leave the decks and just come into the audience and vibe with us anyway and then there's daniel Ilya, grady <sighs> daniel daniel performed tracks from his new album which is pretty cool samania check it out and it was different it was a different set like which is pretty cool because i'd never I'd never seen that set before. I don't know if he's performed it before. And I enjoyed it. It was different. It's good to see, like, people you watch all the time do different stuff. Because it's like, ah, okay. Versatility. I see you, bro. I see you. And then Grady. Grady always has so much energy. And he just, he's a good entertainer. He's a good performer. I feel like he knows his songs and knows when to, like, one, one, two, three. I don't know. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, I was just literally singing his song. But yeah, he just has so much energy and it's so amazing. Uh, and then Kian. Kian was a chill. Kian and Kian was a chill. Like she's acoustic with her guitar and just, you know, serenading you and playing songs for you that make you reflect on life. And, you know, just it's so breezy. That was that was all my artists, and it was such an amazing show. Now the funny thing about this day is, I was just so off. Like my energy was the opposite of what it was essentially supposed to, in quotes, to be. Because you, there's really no, you can't force energy. Energy is what it is, and it was so difficult for me to match the energy of the space, the vibe, the artists, and I hated the fact that I couldn't. But we are human, you know. It was like that day for me was an indoor day. Like I didn't, I didn't want to be around. I didn't feel like being around people, but I had to, cause it's my show. <laughs> you gotta run your own show. Who else is gonna do it? And it just got me reflecting on myself. And you know, it was. I think it was a good experience for me because I just didn't. I figured out how to handle it. But also, you know, when you have people being like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm just, what I said all night is I'm tired. Literally, that was how I explained it. But I wasn't tired, mentally or physically. I was just, energy-wise, not matching it and not present. And I was also just not feeling it. And someone triggered me very badly by just being annoying. And I was like, get it together. I was I was about to be so rude and I was like... <laughs> I had a meeting with myself. I calmed myself down and I was like, 
it's fine daisy it is fine but yeah i'm i think it's important to talk about this because especially when you're when you're in the line of work like i do producing events there's an expectation for you to show up in a certain way and to be a certain way and your presence and all these things but sometimes you're not so all of y'all who sometimes are feeling low or i don't know it's it, what i'm saying is it's okay to to just feel whatever you're feeling and acknowledge how you're feeling at some point i actually went to the bathroom because i got really emotional and started crying but i didn't know why i was crying and i came out and i looked around everyone's having so much fun and i was so happy that was the irony i was so happy and so glad and so it was just so beautiful seeing people coming out to vibe i was really nervous also about the turnout for the night because there was like five other free shows for melbourne music week and the artists were very similar to the artists that i had and i was like well then here we go we have split audiences i don't know who's going to come here cuz people want to go there and there but we had a full house throughout and it was different people cuz there was groups that would come watch particular artists chill for a bit and then they'd leave and then a new group comes in and so it it was a slow start for like the first 10 minutes and then everyone just showed up out of nowhere in like another 10 minutes and I was like oh okay people really want to watch the show so yeah sometimes you do stuff and you just know that or you just not feeling it the way everyone else is feeling it and that's fine you just got to find ways to cope so i'm still trying to navigate that space all right moving on swiftly I uh, Melbourne Music Week was the last gig I did for the year producing. I have one more gig tomorrow actually that I am engineering for. But I can't tell you the gig. Oh, I feel like I'm already selling the gig by saying I can't tell. I can't tell you what it is. You just know that. But <laughs> so weird. Wait, when is this podcast going to come out? Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you cuz by the time the podcast is coming out, you won't see it. I'm engineering for Tenamak Fly for his secret show. This is a reason I was not going to tell you but figured you listen to this after the show. Um it's mad secret. Like I didn't even know where the venue was until like yesterday. Such good execution. I like the exclusivity of it. There's like a secret hunt, a secret password at the door like to get in. It's cool. So, of course I can't tell you how that goes because I have not experienced it yet, but Sure, maybe next year we'll catch up on it. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so this year has been pretty good for me, pretty eventful. I'm just super grateful for the support and I remember talking about this in a previous episode where I said every year I write down the things I would like to do and I heard this from a podcast with Stacy Abrams who's a politician from Atlanta. I'm lying, not from Atlanta, from Florida. My god, Daisy, get it together. And she said like she also wanted to do very many different things and couldn't choose one. So she writes down the things she'd like to do and then she works her way up to those things. And I took that advice and I ran with it. And so every year at the beginning of the year I write down things I would like to do, no timeline, no nothing. I'm like these are the things I would like to do. And then what I did not do in the previous year I pushed to the next and then as we go along I end up doing some of those things some of them I don't it's like last year literally every single project that I have touched this year I asked for last year and I remember being really frustrated like after finishing uni which I finished in August between August and February of this year I was just like damn it's been 8 months or maybe no 8 months would be around March or April around there do remember Just no 8 months after I finished uni. I had not gotten a job yet, but I'm like I'm so capable. I can do stuff. Give me the stuff to do. And uh, you know, when you don't get given stuff, you got to create your own opportunities from. Do it. My friend told me this, real good advice. You have everything you need to get to where you're going. If it means you have some use the resources you have because with those, they will get you the resources you don't have. take that run with it my friends i just you know i did a sprinkle of my own touch onto those words but yeah i felt like i wasn't doing much and i'd go places people are like oh what are you up to what are you working on and i'm like uh nothing 
Uh, <laughs> but what I didn't know is I was actually working towards things that I'm doing this year because I got a lot of ideas. I couldn't actualize some of them, but I wrote them down. My butcher's paper. Again, if you're new to this episode, I usually write down all my ideas on a butcher's paper that I stick on my wall. Or I always have a sketchpad book in my bag. Always, always, literally using it to see my notes for this podcast and I just write down my ideas when I get them so that I don't forget I'm a very um I don't want to say visual because not essentially visual but I I just need to write down things so I do that and if you steal my book I would be very sad but also if you stole it you would understand absolutely nothing because I know how my brain works anyway yeah so I felt like I wasn't doing much and then in April or around April Imagine Wilder's Festival sent me an email. They're like, hey, what's up? Uh, we listen to your podcast. We think you're cool. Would you like to be a part of the festival? And I was like, are you kidding me? Hell yeah. And then I did that. Then after I did that, you know, I was like, hmm, grants. Let's do this thing. Website. Find the Melbourne Finch one. Now, someone had come to Kaya and told me, this is such a great show. It would be a Finch show. Never had a Melbourne Finch before. And I was like, what the hell is that? Then I decided to go for Melbourne Fringe and it happened that a lot of my friends were a part of it last year. So I spent a huge amount of money on it. And in hindsight, I'm grateful that I bought all those tickets because I supported the artists. But also, I got to understand what Fringe is and I was like, yeah, I'm Fringe material. I didn't have enough money to register and get a venue. Like all these things, I was like, wow, I have ideas. I ain't got no money. And that's seemingly where my resources always took me. Like I I put my ideas and everything else and then it got to the money bit and I was like, I ain't got no money. And so the universe heard me and they gave me money. They didn't give me money like that, but... (laughs) I saw the uh, the grants, the micro grants, applied for it, got a micro grant with Jewelbox. Again, listen to their Simulate podcast. I kind of give all the details about that. And that's how I got that grant. And then Melbourne Music Week was literally on the same page. I saw Melbourne Music Week was giving out grants. And I'm like, hmm, let me read about it. And they wanted people to produce for them and curate. I was like, I got this. And I, was, I didn't think I was going to get all of these grants. Mm, in fact, I didn't think I was going to get... I didn't know. I, I just I was like, you know, I have nothing to lose. Just apply for them. So I got the Fringe one first. Then I got the Melbourne Music Week one. And I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Now, like I said before, all these opportunities I asked for last year, but I wasn't ready for those blessings, my friends. And I realized this year that I wasn't. Like, if I got all of this stuff, I would be overwhelmed. I'd, I don't know how I would have done it. And that's why they didn't come when they did. And also... You know, you grow. You grow every time. If you've been the same person for a year, there's a problem. But the person that I was last year is not the person that I am today. And so the way I look at things also change. Like when I say I wasn't ready, I don't mean necessarily time-wise. It's even mindset. My mindset was not ready. Like, I was, yeah, I'm not not even going to get into that. I just realized that's a whole other podcast. But I was now ready for my blessings. Again, listen to Jesus and Jalof. Those women are amazing. But they did say, sometimes you're not ready for your blessings. And so they won't come because you're not ready. When you are, they'll come pouring. Testament here, me Daisy. Wasn't ready last year. Got ready this year. Had no idea I was ready either until I started getting them. And I was like, okay, I got this. So let's work on it. And then the good thing about it is you do one thing, it opens doors for other things. So, example, I hosted something for someone. It was like a little fun friends thing. And I got an opportunity out of that because I made a joke when I was hosting and I was like, listen, if you need an audio engineer, I got you. Just hit me up. And then someone in the audience took it seriously (laughs) and emailed me. I was like, hey, you said you're an audio engineer. Do you do blah, 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 blah? I was like, yes, I do. Got an opportunity out of that. So people who have a hard time networking, here's a tip. Always introduce yourself and say what you do. I used to find networking so difficult because I'm an introvert and I also just find it difficult to to start conversations with new people, to go into spaces where I do not know people. And so I always just never went and never presented myself and that just ended up with me not growing my knowledge and my circle i.e not networking but with time i've gained the confidence because i'm also now very confident in my practice so i can say 
I'm an audio engineer and I can say I'm a producer without feeling like mm, mm, I produce sometimes. It's not I produce sometimes, it's I'm a producer. If I get the opportunity, I will do a great job at it. And I started curating, I used to be like, yeah, I'm getting into curating also, but now I don't say that. I'm like, I'm a curator and I have things to back it up. So I, if you're struggling with networking, what I used to do is I went to circles and places where I knew certain people, but even if I had seen them before, I had never introduced myself or spoken to them. But it was always fam. By fam, I mean it was always like a similar circle. They're also creatives, but in a similar circle. And then, you know, you start talking, get to know their practice, blah, 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 blah. This is what I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone somewhere might remember you do this and they hit you up and that's how it works. Like, I helped my friend with some volunteer stuff. When I was volunteering there, someone was like, hey, you're an audio engineer? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I've been looking for someone to mix my stuff. And I was like, really? Tell me more. And you see, that was just by chance that I was in that space and they were. So find what works for you in terms of networking. You don't need to go for a whole freaking conference to network. Like, you can start with the people around you and even with your friends. Again, Jesus and Jalof, I heard them say, like, when you go into rooms, always say your friends' names. And I always do that now. Um, my friend who's a filmmaker, I feel like everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend's a filmmaker. Like, all the time. My actor friends, my whatever they do. If someone needs someone to do policies, I have a friend who does that. I just, you know, plug them, plug them, plug them. And even though they won't get the gig, that name, someone would remember one time. They'll be like, hey, you mentioned someone who does this can I get their contact and then it goes further than you that's what I'm saying all right enough of my TED talk um this year was really fun I met a bunch of new people a bunch I feel like bunch is a pretty big actually no it's not because for the show oh my god okay story time I just (laughs) speaking of new people so when I did assimilate there was this one person who came for the show and they came from interstate and I was like what you came all the way to just watch this show thank you but also crazy anyway so this person left this person is male I should mention we only have like two interactions uh prior to the show who messaged me on LinkedIn and that's why I was like okay professional uh (laughs) and they came for the show and we had a bit of an interaction tell me why this person went away and so anyway they wanted to meet up like after the show and I was like oh yeah um you know me and the castmates are going for like a hang you should come come through like we everyone on the last night like all of us just went to the same spot like but most of the audience was there actually a huge part of the audience like I would say 30% of the audience came to the same spot I was like yeah come through we're all going together like we can just have a conversation there and then they did show up and they tried we tried to meet up but um I was I was speaking at like open spaces. Now here's the thing: I was going to meet because I wanted to hear what their experience was of the show, especially seeing that they're not from Melbourne and they're also an, you know, they're also in fact they're actually Kenyan um, and they'd been here for a couple of years. So I was like, oh, it would be interesting to hear your experience and your perspective and your um, understanding of the show and blah 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 blah. So anyway, we did end up meeting. The person ended up going back to Sydney. And then why am I getting a message that's asking me, can you be my girlfriend? What is that? Men, you need to do better. Like 10 times better. I do not know you. Literally had like two conversations, one after the show very briefly. And then conversation before you came to Melbourne when we were trying to figure out ticketing and all that stuff for the show. And that's it. And (laughs) it was just so funny because this person was like, yeah, just, you know, do you, do you want to go out with me? That's not how they said it. Oh, my God. I'm not going to tell you exactly how they said it, but it was something like, hey, how about you You just, you don't call me bro and call me boyfriend. What is that? What is that stupidity? What? What is that? I don't know you. You don't know me. And they were like, I think, oh, you know, there's, um, there's not that many woke women out here, black women. And I was just like, fam, this is probably why you're single. If you're messaging women like this, this, what is this? Hmm. Anyway, I just remembered saying new people and I was like, hey, this is a story time. So if you hit up people like that, you should probably stop. But 
a lot of amazing things happened this year, <laughs> including concerts. I went for a bunch of music concerts at the beginning of this year, especially in summer. So I thought it would be fun to kind of go through the places that I've been, the ones that I enjoyed, the ones that I didn't necessarily like as much. And blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the first, this is not in any particular order because I think with time, I've just not, I've forgotten like who I went for after what and how. But I think the first show that I went for this year was Anderson Park. You guys, I love Anderson Park. In fact, on my Spotify year rap of 2019, he was the second artist I played the most because the first one was Frank Ocean. You know why? Because I was emotional as hell this year and I needed to listen to Frank and like White Ferrari and Moon River and yeah, all those gems. I was sad. I was not sad, I was just emotional. But also, I have my phases. Like, sometimes I like certain artists. Last year, Caesar was huge on my playlist. Speaking of Caesar, we're going to get to her in a bit. Anyway, Anderson Park. <sighs> my boy. So, I've been an Anderson Park since, like, Venice and before Venice. And, you know, when they do... I've just... I'm, I'm a huge fan. I don't even want to get into all this little data. Hey, why am I talking like this? I can't talk anymore. So, Anderson Park, he killed it. You know, I love that concept because it was a new album uh, that he was performing. He knew he had an old audience and a new audience. And he found a way to just meet, meet us halfway. He did the old jams. He did suede. And I was like, oh. Anderson Park uh, That's not how I sounded I sounded very cool So his previous album was Malibu And like we are Malibu fans When I say we It's me and my homie Shout out to Eric Boavira Who I always go for concerts with That's my best friend um, Yeah so I was like expecting tracks from Malibu Because Oxnard is a new album And you know we were like mm, I don't know how I feel about Oxnard Like mm, yeah yeah mm, 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 mm. But it was lit It was lit the visuals on point, the band was on point, his vibe, everything about it was like, yes, bro, give it to us, bring us the goods. Anyway, yeah, so as you can tell, I had a grand time at Anderson Park and still a fan, always a fan, and he's amazing. Love him, love him. Then, again, not in any particular order, but I'm trying to remember it in order. We went for Mahalia. Oh my god, Mahalia. So Mahalia's show is a bit more intimate because she's in a smaller space and she's just so goofy. I feel like she's my friend because, you know, there's people who appear so cool and then you meet them and they're like, goofy as hell. That's me. I'm describing myself right now. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, but Mahalia was like so relatable. She was telling us stories behind the song she was writing and where she was and... You know, someone was like, you look so good. Where'd you get your dress? She's like, oh my God, I just got this from ASOS. She's like, I know you were expecting me to be like some designer, but ASOS is a plug. She's just mm, 21, I reckon. I think she turned 21. She's pretty young. I thought she was older than that. But it was fun. It was a vibe. Like, I felt like I connected with her. And I didn't know a lot of her songs because I'm not like uh, an old Mahalia fan. I just got into her music not too long ago so but it was great that I didn't know her songs but I was still enjoying her performance and she's still engaging there was one annoying person in the audience that I felt like I was gonna slap not just me everybody else they were so drunk at some point they started singing over her and she was like okay am I the artist or are you the artist this Mahalia is so sweet and even she got annoyed that's how bad it was anyway Mahalia is dope if she ever comes into your city I suggest you should go definitely then there was Smino oh my god so let me tell you a story about Smino I was never into Smino I knew of him but I had never listened to his music as much but Eric is in love with Smino I feel like they could get married don't they musically musically emphasis on the musically uh and he had seen smino last year and then he came back this year with a band and he was like yo smino's coming back he's coming back with a band we should definitely go last year was a vibe i was like all right let's go he hyped he hyped smino so i started listening to a few of his tracks you know he also had a new album do you know a lot of stuff from his new album but it was such a vibe i was in the mosh pit if you know me, I hate the mosh bit. I hate the mosh. Because things happen in the mosh. Like, you get groped, um, you get hit, 
you bust your lip. Like so many things happen in the mosh. But Smita was so lit, he got me in the mosh. And he's like smoking a blunt and passing it along and people are feeling it. And it was just the vibe. And she had, um, he had a vocalist on the microphone. And sis, first of all, her afro was on point. Hey, hey. She looked so good. She was so calm. And her voice was so angelic. I was like, nice. Good job. Awesome. I'm loving this, digging this. Also, it shows that a light because he was pooping. But you know, it was such a valid excuse that I was like, you know what? It's fine. You needed to take a dump for the show because why not? We're artists, we're human. Okay, Smino, so if I'm giving points, Anderson Park out of 10 is definitely a solid 9. Smino is a solid 8. Next, who did I say next? I didn't say anybody. Oh, Mahalia is an 8 as well. Next is, who should I do next? Mm, Georgia. Now, I actually went for Georgia Smith after Mahalia. And um, I was disappointed. I'm not even going to lie to you. Georgia is really pretty. Like, what she looks like on screen is what she looks like in real life. Definitely beautiful human. She can sing for days. But it was just not entertaining for me at all. I was like, okay, when is it going to kick in? And it's not. You know, someone was like, oh, you know how music is not dancing music. True, very true. Guess what? Mahalia's music is not dancing music too. And I don't know if I didn't have a great experience because I was comparing it to Mahalia because they have a similar vibe. But it just felt very bland to me. Like, okay, cool. But of course, all the boys were like, ah, Georgia Smith. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we get it. But what did you think of the show? And they're like, oh my God, but did you see? I'm like, okay, I get it. But what did you think of the show? So it was like a ping pong of, oh my God, she's awesome. I'm like, I get it. But what did you think of the show? Anyway, um, yeah, it was bittersweet for me with Georgia. Mm, didn't like it. If I was to rate her, I'd give her a five. I'm sorry, Georgia fans. I like her music, but mm, nah. Next, next on the list, who should I do next? I'm gonna do Raven Lene. Now, I'm not huge on Raven Lene. I listened to a couple of her songs, which again, compared to Georgia, same similar vibe. This girl killed it. She's really young. I think she's 20 or 21, maybe. I think, I don't know. But it was a vibe. I enjoyed it. It was, yeah, we had fun. Like, we were not dancing. But we enjoyed the music. It was super chill, actually. And it was just awesome. Um, there was not much to that show. Like, there was no visuals and everything. So far, only Anderson Park went as far as, like, visual. That being said, he did have a bigger venue. And he was like, you know, it's Anderson Park. He's big. He had, like, mad visuals. Mad. I forgot to say, he did a tribute for Mac Miller at the end. It was, like, the most beautiful thing out of the whole set. But he's the only one who went crazy. And I was like, yes, this is a show. I paid $130. I can't remember. Maybe it wasn't that much. It was, like, 120 or 10 And I'm like, this is worth my money. Worth my money. Anyway, yeah, so Raven was just, it was cool. I will give her a seven because it was just, it was not just there, but it was like, cool. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like boring, Georgia. <laughs> I feel like Georgia fans are going to attack me. Please just do it in my DMs. Don't do it in my comments. It's cool. Thanks. Next, who should we do next? Ooh, Caesar. Oh my God. Okay. So you know how I was talking about Caesar the previous year? the previous year just a while ago but scissor control was like my soundtrack of 2018 some of the songs are very literally my 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 life <laughs> i hate to admit it but facts it was just the frank ocean of 2018 for me i just sang that you'd think the album came out last year but it didn't. It came out in 20... I think it was 2016 or 2017. Don't even remember, man. But Control was my soundtrack. So when I had Caesar was coming to Australia, I was like, catch me there singing all the lyrics to all the songs, which is exactly what happened. And unfortunately, on the same day, funny people were coming. Now, what happened is, the people who were doing funny people put different dates on facebook and on the actual on the actual day of the show so it was like funny people was on let's say like a friday but it was meant to be on a saturday so me and my boy eric because i love funny people i love the funny people so much we bought tickets for both of them 
Caesar and Phony People and then turned out they were on the same day. And that was honestly the hardest decision, one of the hardest, <laughs> one of the hardest decisions I had to make. And so we picked Caesar and then we gave our friends the other tickets. But I do not regret picking Caesar at all. You guys, she had like a spinning wheel or something. She's doing some mad gymnastics on stage. The thing is, again, she has she had like one person on the drums, one person on the guitars, and a bass player. Period. All the band and her voice killed it. Everything. Doves in the wind. Oh my goodness, you guys. She did like variations of the songs as well. Like, Love Galore is my favorite song from the album. Not really. I don't know if I have a favorite. I was about to be like, oh, but I like No More Girl. But I like, oh. I love all the songs. I love the album. But when she did Love Galore, I was like, oh, my sister. Take me away. Yes. Skirt, skirt. And I was, it was a vibe. Like, Caesar was definitely top two together with Andy and I'm giving Caesar a 9.5 yeah dudes 9.5 because she did some mad gymnastics again her music is not like you know all over the stage with like dancers and stuff but she danced she did like some funny things with her body that I was like wow you're so flexible it was enjoyable again 9.5 and the music was on point the last show that I've been to these are international acts Actually, all the concerts I'm talking about, I reckon, was Bass. Now, I'm a huge fan of Bass. Like, I love Bass. (laughs) And I actually got into Bass the beginning of this year, towards the end of last year, like 2018 into 2019. And this song that I loved and I was like, okay, I'm going to rock with this dude, was Boca Raton featuring ASAP Ferg. That's like my hype song any day. You can put that song today tomorrow in the evening 2 a.m three o'clock but i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there book a tone and so i was mad excited with the beginning of his set was book a tone so he set the tone for me and it was a high altar and like eric surprised me he knew literally every single lyric to his songs and i was like okay bro didn't realize you're like a diehard fan he was here for uh red bull music and it was just the vibe also also surprise guest loot got on stage she was not gonna be on stage she was not even planning to go on it but the dj was like i just come on come on come on because he was like a dreamville crew and he came on and he did slamming and that's where i discovered loot and i'm a huge fan of loot right now and i listen to a lot of loot music so yeah i'm helping you discover artists if you're still tuned in uh Just tell us how long this episode is. Don't worry, we're almost there yet. So those are the people that I like, and those are the things that I did. And then the artists that I kind of got into were Earth Gang, who are part of Dreamville. Now, I don't listen to albums when they come out, just because I feel like the hype will cloud me from actually enjoying and um, being objective about an album. So when the Dreamville album came out, I didn't listen to it till like later on. But... Earth Gang was coming and everyone was like the show sold out real quick it's actually on the 7th which is tomorrow and I was like I okay let me suss these people and I was like oh my god I'm gonna miss out on it I'm missing out on it anyway because I'm working that show that I told you about but they're so cool and my favorite song from Earth Gang is This Side but I found out I actually discovered Earth Gang through Bass because they they were part of his um, EP Spilt Milk and they did Jollof Rice, which is like my favorite jam of 2019. <laughs> Listen to it, Jollof Rice. I just love the beginning. Black mm, only. Yeah, I censored something, so you just go listen to the song and you know why I censored it. But they're just so pro-black and apologetically. Even on this side, which is one of my favorite songs, they're like, shout out to all my niggas, all my nigga, my nigglets. Nigg- I forgot the words. I-, I only remember words when I'm singing it with the song and I'm I just said I'm a huge fan and then I let myself down. It's fine. This is a reason why I'm cool, but I'm also cool. Uh, Gitana's album is pretty dope. And also, if you don't listen to Banner Boy, like, surely, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? If you haven't listened to Banner Boy this year, if you haven't listened to Banner Boy's new album, what are you doing with your life? Again, asking the same question, different intonation, just to make you reflect on your life. And, of course, he was part of my top 
wrap up. I, I'm actually gonna share with you my top, my Spotify wrapped up 2019. Just cause why not? Even if you don't wanna know about it, I'ma tell you. My top artist, like I said, was Frank Ocean. My top genres, listen to this carefully. Pop rap was the top, which I'm not sure what pop rap means to be honest. I actually found out about that genre today. <laughs> then Afro pop. Then Indie Soul, because Solange. And then Kenyan Pop, and then Pop. I'm not sure who the pop artists are. I'm going to assume it's like her and... I don't know, her. <laughs> Top artists, Frank Ocean, Anderson, in order. Frank Ocean, Anderson Park, Burner Boy, Saudi Soul, Those Are My Kenyan Peoples, and Solange. And then top songs, Sandstorm, Jeed, and Maribel. Oh my God, this song... Hey, 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 hey. Carried me. This song, actually, this album came out... I think in June or July but it's been less than six months and it made it to the top of my list because <sighs> just listen to it you know uh, Nita probably there because I used it a lot for a simulate when you were rehearsing but I also like the song and if you don't understand Swahili I don't know if there's a, there's a translation for it but it's a beautiful song by Njoki Karu She about it baby Ari Lennox Jacob I love that song The Chase this is uh, Andy Anderson Park. And then this one was super random. Remind me to forget, which is Miguel. Now, I know why it's there. But also, I was like, how did you make it to the top? I didn't listen to it that much. But somehow, I did. Somehow, I did. Anyway, moving on swiftly. I'm going to wrap this up. But before I wrap it up, uh, news for next year is we are rebranding and that's where I've been also between now and the last couple of months is I've been trying to figure out the rebrand so look out for some new things and the social media page the wow can't talk anymore Uh, the Instagram one I deactivated it because of rebranding so that when we come back because it's super inactive and I was like why do I have this platform if I don't use it so actually just follow me on my personal Instagram because it's more updated and I post all my work there it's just now my artist page where i post all my creative stuff and this is part of my creative project so follow me there to be updated and thanks for interacting over there i get dms i don't get many dms but when i do i respond to them so thank you to my fans i guess it's so weird seeing my fans because what uh <laughs> yeah so we're rebranding for 2019 i'm pretty excited for this rebrand I haven't finalized on it, but I'm, it looks pretty good. So I'm pretty excited for that. And, you know, why not? I feel like, the, again, like I was saying before, I've grown. And the person that I was when I started this podcast and what I am today is so different. The things that I am discussing now are very different. So it's good to grow together. And you guys are part of that growth, like, very much so. <laughs> Thanks. And, yeah, the other thing I was going to talk about, actually... To, which is related to where I've been away and all that stuff is friends and family. Like I just needed to take time off also to just recollect with my friends and family um, who are here and even back home. Like I've become better at communicating with people back home, my friends and my family <laughs> and just being present a bit more and learning. I, I'm actually reading this book called The Power of Now. Man, that book is life-changing. If you can get it, get it. It's it's taught me a lot about myself but also it's answered a lot of questions that I didn't know or put it into words what I was feeling into words or a bit more articulate rather so I can express myself differently because I know what I'm talking about um and I wanted to share with you a conversation that I had with a friend not the whole conversation but he reminded me of a song by Kendrick Lamar of the damn album Feel and I think because of how he described the situation he was in when he heard this song in his head, it changed how I listened to this song and ultimately how I listen to songs generally. But this song, Feel and Black by Dave, Santa and Dave, wow, those two songs have just, I don't know, I listen to them different or at least I feel there's something, wow, ironic or coincidental, coincidental is a word, feel, feeling. But I feel like it touches a part of me that I haven't figured out what it is, but I'm analyzing it. Um, And it just got me thinking, like, feel specifically, the song feel. What is feeling? What is love? What what is... How how do we describe what what we're going through sometimes and how hard it is sometimes to describe that? And I'd like you to think about that. Go listen to the song by Kendrick Lamar. There's a lot of things he talks about there that I'm like, 
damn, I want to think about that. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> and then Black by Dave is just like the most articulate song about blackness. I feel like Dave said the things that I don't know how to say, but I feel them about being a black person, walking through white spaces and being looked at, knowing that people are looking at me and having stereotypes and having assumptions about me. I was like, bruv. But that whole project, Psychodrama, man, it's mad. Listen to it. Listen to it. The other album that I really like and I'm really proud of is Hissy Demo by Killer Hippie. Go listen to it. That's my homie. But I'm not plugging because it's my homie. I actually remember when I listened to this album the first time before it even got to the airwaves ages ago. I listened to it from first song to last song and I said to him, you got some gold here, bro. Like this, this album is solid, solid. And I'm so proud of him. It's his first album, but he's grown as a producer and it's just mad. Listen to it, guys. Like you'll be disappointed. It's high stand. It's high quality. I was like, bro, this is your intro project. And yeah, you've, you've killed it. You done killed us. So... I think that's it that I wanted to leave you with. Um, Thanks for rocking with me throughout 2019. uh, From 2017, actually, for those who've been there. And as inconsistent as I've been, the reasons for rebranding also is to find a more more consistent way of doing this and balancing. Like, I've shared with you what I've been doing throughout the year. And it's been a lot. As it's been a lot, I've been working consistently, and there's a time I was working seven days, and I was like, "Bruv, I'm gonna, I'm killing myself. I need to figure out a way to find a balance as well." And that balance is what made me focus on some things more than others. And it's been great that it happened the way it did for a reason, and it's just preparing me for the next year. And I'm excited for you guys to come with me the next year, and you know, with all the changes that are gonna happen here. And I'm definitely going to be more consistent and I'm just going to plan right now so we can rock with each other for a longer time, for more fun, more things. And, you know, we can we can kick it. Can you kick it? Yes, you can. Okay, I'm still cool, by the way. (laughs) Look at me affirming my coolness. I don't think cool people do that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a blessing having you guys. so much love people listening from all so many countries all this many people following me interacting with my work interacting with me i'm super 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 blessed with all of you and cannot be more gracious and grateful for you and your existence and yeah keep sharing this tell your friends tell your fam invite your people again reach out to me tell me what's up tell me how you're doing And yeah, have a blessed rest of 2019 and I will see you all next year. I love you all so much. And yes, it is possible to love people you've never met once you understand what love means to you. So I do love you all. Thank you.